Welcome. Yes, it is that time of the week and you are here with Team Superdad. It's great to have you on board for the wrap up. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Hello, Glenn. Good evening. Welcome to yourself and to everybody joining us here on The Wrap Up. Oi, oi. How the devil are you, young man? I'm really good. I'm really good. It's, uh, good to hear. Good to hear. Night. I'm sitting, sitting back, getting ready for a quick chat. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Uh, the Wrap Up. It's our weekly jaunt through all things the last seven days. Uh, Glenn, a.k.a. Dating Dad on Twitter, and myself, Johnny Jensen, creator and founder of Team Super Dad and the Hero Academy program. We are dads, modern dads, sorting out the world so you don't have to. Uh, We've given ourselves that lofty position, Glenn. Uh, Really, anything you want to decide about yourself, you can put it in the description of a uh, a podcast or a YouTube video, and, uh, and that is who you are, basically, to the world. When they, I'm, I'm glad that it's me making that description and not uh, not other people. The uh, the mean words that people say about me on the internet would would be not be safe for work for most instances. I know. I, I went to a, a conference thing in uh, in LA in, in um, uh, what was his name? JT Fox. JT Fox. I've heard of Michael J Fox. Yeah, this guy's called JT Fox. He's like pretty much self proclaimed dude. Uh, and it was a good event. I, it was it was fun. I, I got a photo with uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, another photo with Al Pacino. Um, but and in fact, I'll tell you all about this this event because it's quite funny. But they had a guy on there, and he was he was like it's a cross between influencer marketing, social media, making money online and stuff. So they had this guy on there, and he was he he was uh, the US's number one tipster. And he's called Wayne, Wayne something, right? But uh, he said, do you know how I became known as America's number one tipster? You know, like, he's like, tell me, Wayne. He goes, I just started calling myself it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I started banging out press releases and, you know, requests to be on TV shows. And Wayne, whatever his name is, number one tipster. And then so people just started calling him it. It's like, okay. Oh, he's mad, but it, yeah, people, you uh, you you uh, believe the reality which you are told. Um, it's kind of a Truman Show thing. And, We're going back and, there. <laughs> well, just, you be, people believe what they say. You say about them. It's why I my kids believe I'm a competent parent. It's 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 the only way to do it. You say you know what you're doing, and by God, people believe it. <laughs> so if they come down one day and find you sat in your own piss and <laughs> they've been shaved half your beard off and three bottles of empty whiskey around you that will break the space-time continuum for them for them all yeah okay for the kids and oh, now they'll just say dad come on again it's, sco- it's a school day come on get ready <laughs> well listen for anyone joining us for the first time i can see people coming online we've got some comments coming in already um oh, nadine she says super mum here Good to have you, Nadine. Look at that. Um, hey, Nadine. She said, Nadine says, Monday, do super mums do Mondays? Super mums do every day, twice. <laughs> I think so. For the record, uh, I do have the URL team super mum, and, um, and the, the, I have a big vision of, 
of Team Supermum happening. Not because it has to, but because I want it to. I never wanted this to be an only men thing, right? It's not like dads are brilliant and mums are not. Um, definitely on the opposite, uh, opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, there's a lot of single parent groups. For anyone not been on the, on the show before, uh, Glenn and I are both separated. So if you like the phrase single dad, single parent, we are that. I'm not a big fan of that, that single dad single it's got a lot of connotations with it and it's sort of people polarize around it gets a bit toxic it's a bit shit really yeah people like oh bless oh it's sad isn't it and but basically every 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 time i mention i'm a single dad the first thing i can see behind their eyes is what did you do how did you <laughs> fuck this up um and uh yeah look, oh it's fine you've only got them for the weekends then you can get back to it no single dad Dad, that's what I am, dad. I just happen to also be single. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Big distinction there. Uh... (laughs) Dean says she's got a mate she can introduce us to. That's good. Well, we are open Uh, to all offers. Only Uh, me. Johnny is very much taken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, categories of offers. We have categories. (laughs) In the the offers wheel, uh, the romance category is uh, closed for me uh, at present and quite possibly for a while, actually, for the future. Um, uh, But, yeah, uh, TV appearances, um, large cash, uh, payments for minimal effort. um, What else would I do? Uh, This set of offers for... uh, Oh, probably my best offer ever was... Would you like to free go out? Would you like a free holiday to be on TV and to get matched with the partner of your dreams? Um, well, that was yes. My that, yes. I mean, that seems like a wonderful combination of words. I've got to say. Yeah. That's how I ended up on the villa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we forget, right. What are we doing here? Right. This is, this is the team super dad podcast, the wrap up. We do, we intend to do two podcasts a week and, one of them is like a value, lots of interesting stuff, useful things, things to make money, manage your mindset, um, get fit, uh, be a better parent, uh, have more fun, um, really to just help us on our way. I learned a lot of stuff <laughs> the hard way, right? And uh, as I was piecing myself back together after the flipping separation and all that, I was like, what if I'd known all this beforehand? What if I had all the things I've read and learned, the people, the experiences, the coaches, the courses, what if I'd known all this up front? What would it have been like? It's like, it would have been fucking brilliant. Would you have actually listened to yourself though? Would you, uh, the, the, ver- the future version of you goes back to teach you. You're like, no, what are you talking about? You're an old man. You don't, you don't, oh. you don't know what it is like. Okay. You forgot like what it was like. Like Biff in, uh, like Biff. Gibby the Almanac. What would you, without a sporting event, you would have to get some sort of level of proof to say you actually know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Nadine, have you been drinking, Nadine? First of all, bloody good to have your comments, Nadine. We we, we do enjoy the comments. Uh, not always, some not every week we get comments. So if you are watching um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitch, uh, not on Twitter anymore, thanks for them turning that off, but. Um, facebook of course then we'll welcome your comments and if i see them because that's always a challenge is for getting them there i will read them out if you are a dad if you know a dad a dad who wants to create the life he desires not a life he feels stuck in fitness focus finance family and fun then come on over to the team super dad community 
We would love to have you there. That is teamsuperdad.com forward slash group. And uh, that's free. We welcome you in. We chat, help, support, laugh, joke, uh, whatever it takes. Um, and and, not, and not just people who want help as well. Sometimes people who can give help. You know, it's, yeah. it's a team. And every, sometimes you need leaders, some need followers. You need, you need all positions available in a team. So if you've yeah. got some, if you know a dad who's, you think, actually, you know what? He's a, he's a really good dad. Send him over. Let him share the knowledge. Well, that is uh, gold. Uh, uh, Stuart, uh, uh, Stuart, Stuart, Stuart. No. Ah, bollocks. The guy I had on the podcast the other, the other day. Um, he's, him and I have become like, we, we chat, basically. It would be helpful if I remember his name. <laughs> Stuart Roberts. Oh, I always struggle. If someone's got a, a first name and a second name that is two first names, that always throws me. One of my best mates called Matt Lawrence. Stuart, Stuart Roberts has in two, two first names. Stuart Roberts. He was on the Never podcast. Trust him. Never trust him. <laughs> I just want to be anonymous. Listen, we've got to just check back in with Nadine because Nadine has put herself forward. She's going to be on the next live chat with us. Nadine, you'd actually be very, very welcome. We are totally open to that. So next Monday, oh no, next Monday's the 50th show, Nadine. We have, we're, just, we're just working out what we're going to do for that. But uh, the wrap up 51, Nadine, you are more than welcome. Let's, uh, let's chat. Uh, let's, uh, I'll, Circle back around and pick pick you pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, <laughs> what you doing here? Uh, we'd love to have you, Nadine. That'd be bloody brilliant. Yeah, mums are welcome. Good mums, good mums, good mums are welcome. Oh, the world's full of good people. Here's here's the classic thing, right? The people get this idea that there's no good people about. No, see, now this is what really annoys me. So, um, yeah. to, to, to build on that, I went uh, speed dating a couple of days ago at the weekend because I was meant to be going out day drinking. And uh, the people I was going day drinking with let me down. They couldn't do it for whatever reason. I thought, you know what? I want to go out. I've not been out for ages. So I'm going out. So I went speed dating and uh, I popped it online on, on Twitter. Um, and the amount of people who were just like giving me, not giving me abuse, but giving speed dating abuse. Um, and, and just not being up for it and not, not wanting to do it and, and those sort of things. It's like, how are you going to have lunch? How are you going to, now, where do we start? What, what, what did I interrupt you on saying? Cause oh, there was a point. No, much like Dory. Uh, uh, here, no, here's the thing. The reason I've forgotten is because you've talked about speed dating and my brain has taken me back to the experiences I've had of speed dating, which in itself is a story, of course, because uh, most subjects I've got a bizarre experience to share on that, on that subject as regular listeners to the podcast will know. Um, so yeah, I will tell you my bizarre speed dating story. What I can say about speed dating is it is as shit as it is, as it is brilliant. And that in itself makes it worth the experience. Oh, that was what it was. Everyone's going on. Oh, there's no good people at speed dating. There's yeah. no good people. There's no good people will turn up. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, you turned up. And you think you're a good person. So therefore, there's a good chance that other people who think they're good people will also be turning up. It's like the fact that you exist proves that you're not impossible as a person. And there's loads of people out there who are just like you who might turn up as well. It might be shit, might be amazing, probably somewhere in between. But the fact that you exist and you're awesome means that other people can be awesome too. Yeah. People that say there's no good people in the world that, or there's no, there's no decent blokes out there. There's every chance that there's at least as many good blokes as there are bad blokes, surely. Or there's at least as many. 
the idea that there, there's everyone's shit. Maybe you're just good at finding shit people. How about that? I think there's a law or something. I'm going to try and type about it as, as we go. You know, one of these like um, Murphy's Law or um, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, there is a law which basically says um, most people think they're above average. And that's not how averages work. It's like there's a basic concept. There's the most people and, and are in there and, and the average is the average. And then you can't have most of you above average because then the average would just go up a little bit. So yeah, most people oh, overestimate yeah. their, um, their abilities in almost every way, shape and form. I know I'm one of those. I think I'm competent. <laughs> I think I'm competent. I think <laughs> I hope I'm competent. <laughs> I'm on like a wing and a prayer. I ha- I'm pretty sure I'm competent. And on that basis, I'm going for it. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, it's like in, in the army, you're in charge until someone more in charge comes along basically. And until someone tells me I'm not competent, I'm going to take the, the best part of my Dunning-Kruger curve and just, just try and live in that first bit. Um, are you familiar with Dunning-Kruger? No. It sounds like Dun- I'm familiar with Kruger and Dorfmeister, the two kind of uh, chill house uh, DJ producers and stuff. Nadine says she's going to come and sort us two out and uh, I'm going to have a cuddle. Well, my good lady Joe actually has been sorting me out and does give an exceptional cuddle. Um, but uh, <laughs> depending on what other categories you can sort us out in, uh, Nadine, you're very welcome. Um, yeah, but that's the, the point I'm saying is, and we're going to, I do want to find out about this, this cruder, cruder dude is, is there are lots of good people in the world. And the mm-hmm. more you believe there's good people in the world, the more likely you're going to attract those people. You're more likely going to find yourself in going to a networking event or a party and be convinced that everyone in there is going to be shit. You're going to come across as a bit like sketchy as you go in, bit of a bit of a naysayer, bit of a party pooper, and no one wants to be around that. So then, guess what? You prove yourself right that no one, no one's friendly. Well, that's because you've got like been kiss of death written on your forehead. <laughs> you miserable shit. It's, it is scary. You're right. It is, it is about being the person you want to be, and. It's amazing how that kind of attracts more people like you. And you'll find, you know, misery loves company, but so does joy. You know, yeah. people who are sad attract more sad people to them. People who are happy attract happy people. And it's not universal and there's obviously caveats and circumstance. But generally speaking, if you're a positive person, you end up surrounding yourself with other positive people because yeah. you just vibe. And so if you're, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are bringing you down, it might be something that you can think about yourself. What am I doing that might attract those people to my life? And thinking, oh, what can I do to change that? Yeah. My mind is going back to a, a night in Brighton. Uh, we we had been out partying, okay? So we were pretty cut in, in multiple ways. Right? There was about 10, 15 of us. And we bowled into this pub, and I don't even remember the name, but it's on the corner uh, in the North Lanes, heading up towards the station, Mm-hmm. And it, we, we, we bowled in there thinking something was going to be on and it wasn't on, but we were already there. We bought a drink. And so we were way louder than anyone else in the pub. And then my former girlfriend, Emma, she found a roll of, you know, that electrical tape. Oh yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. Stretchy, very sticky, but, and, and it was, sex a tape. Big, it was, I guess it, it could be sex tape. I've not had that experience, but now I know uh, what to use for sex tape, but I, I could possibly have that experience. So uh, 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 I'm pretty sure Jack ended up sweet talking the DJ into turning it up much louder. 
Emma's now going round the the pub, giving everyone like headbands and and and, and ninja bracelets and this sort of stuff. They're going to rip in about hair out. five minutes. The whole place was was going off simply because uh, we'd wandered in there accidentally midway through a crazy uh, weekend, and <laughs> anybody can bring that. But if you if you're one of those people who goes into a parenting group and starts moaning about how shit your life is, well. All you're going to get is a load of people going, oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of bollocks. <laughs> oh, I totally so, agree. Tell me about this bell curve, Kruger and Dorfmeister. Dunning-Kruger. Dunning-Kruger. So I am going to share um, my screen so that you can actually oh. see this. Um, I don't think I've ever shared any of my screens on this. You have can, 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 This is Ben's screen sharing cherry. Um, and it comes. No, I've... I've I've pressed all the buttons, so hopefully you can see this. <laughs> Look but how this, serious that is. We need to put like is, a sock of balls in the corner or something. <laughs> honestly, this is such, this is such, this is, is one of those things when I learned it, I won't say changed my life, but certainly it was, it was light bulbs, right? Uh, Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, this is something whereby you've got two, two, um, two scales. On the, the x-axis is where you know nothing about something right the way through to actually you're a guru. You know everything about it. And then on the y-axis, is how confident you are. So at the bottom is no confidence whatsoever. On the top is high confidence. And what you'll see if you can see the screen, if not, then you'll just have to visualize the graph. Um, at the start of something, when you know basically nothing about it, you go up what's called the peak of Mount Stupidity. You've got high confidence because you don't know all the stuff you don't know. As far as you know, this is e- skiing's easy. I can go down a hill and it's uh, straightforward. And you, your confidence is high. Then you usually break a bone. Um, and you realize, actually, as the more you learn about something, the less you know about it, because you're learning about all the other areas that you know nothing about. Um, and you start going down into this valley of despair, thinking, I'm rubbish. I don't know anything about this. I've got really low confidence. And it's only if most people, when they're starting a new hobby or or um, starting a new lifestyle, trying out with something or, or cha- making a change, they go up the peak, peak of Mount Stupidity when they've got all their enthusiasm and stuff. Then it goes a bit wrong and they realise they, they go into the valley of despair and they, they, they stop doing it. And they think I'm rubbish. It's only those people who just persevere and just work on it, work on it, spend more time, get better, who actually go up this slope of enlightenment. I did not make up these names to the plateau of sustainability. Um, and you have to stick through with something. You have to, to go through the learning curve. It doesn't all just go straight up like a hockey stick. It goes up, then it goes down and then along. You have to go through. The valley of despair unless you're going to get somewhere proper. And that is the Dunning-Kruger effect. And you'll see it every time you introduce someone to a new skill or topic. They'll be really enthusiastic at the start. Then they'll get less enthusiastic when they realize how little they know. And then as they get better, they'll start realizing, you know what, this is okay. I can do this. I want to see a picture of Dunning and Kruger, right? Are they professors with like monocles and top hats? Or, or, or do they look like Cheech and Chong? <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. I, I genuinely don't know what they look like. These are 1896, Donna and Kruger, uh, or 1967 <laughs> on a hippie commune. <laughs> Uh, I think that's more likely, to be fair. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, I love all these, these little, little, little bits of... Uh, Little, little sense, yeah, you give like um, um, clever, stupid is where you got where you're just really excited about something. You don't know any better. You just go for it. 
and, uh, and, and you have it, you have instant success because you just bloody annoys me, right? There's, there's a bloke I got chatting to about a year ago. He created a group called punk rock dads. Mm-hmm. He hit some sort of sweet spot around the start of lockdown and stuff. And so he instantly had 4,000 members in this group called punk rock dads. So now he's messaging me saying, how do I manage this? What do I do? I thought he was taking the piss. I was like, are you like, I said, I forget what I thought he was doing, but and he goes, no, honestly, I just started this thing last week for a bit of fun. And I've now got 4,000 members. <laughs> there must've been no group for punk rock dads on Facebook. And then he made one and it was literally field of dreams created. And they oh. shall come. Did you see, I got a little, look this up. I was just, they, the New York Yankees played a game last week in a cornfield. Oh, Field of Dreams style. Celebrate the 30th anniversary of yeah, the move. And what, Kevin, what Costner, what? Kevin Costner pitched the place. Here we go. Kevin Costner leads Yankees and White Sox from a cornfield. So they pretty much went back to the, for the, to the, to the area. Mm-hmm. Cut the field. They made the bloody movie, right? They had six million people watch the, the watch the game, highest ever, like uh, you know, in in you know, modern day terms, number mm. highest viewing of a, of, a, of a game. It's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, and I think anyway, I, I seem to remember someone talking about it, saying actually it was like a, a really good game, and I, I don't know what these words mean, but something like it was settled on the bottom of the ninth, whatever. No, like really. bottom of the ninth, that's like that's like Hollywood. It's like literally, there's the game is tied. You're going into the ninth, uh, and the cool thing for me is that the, the, the Chicago White Sox are playing the Yankees. Um, my family in Chicago, they've got like a bit of a split. There's a couple, a few, a cluster who are White Sox fans. White Sox are South Side. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them are the Cubs. And uh, for for a time, the White Sox have been better than the Cubs. Then the Cubs won the World Series like, a couple of years ago. And uh, it's a bit like, oh, have you noticed we've got different? Uh, I did uh, notice that. Yeah, I've pressed the. Oh no, it's because we had the we had the thingy Bob shared. We had the uh, screen share. We did have the we did have oh, the no. screen share going. Oh, yeah. um, Never, we've never done that before. We haven't. We haven't. And just while 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 I'm on a, a screen share tick, uh, this is uh, whatever his name, David Dunning. It's not quite a uh, a nineteenth century oh. monocle. That's Dunning, and this is Justin Kruger. Um, you know, look oh, like really, lovely gentlemen. They're just really quite sensible, you know, American like psychologists or doctors. archetypal professors. Yeah, 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 straight yeah. Lines. Okay, well. If we can see someone, is, um, someone uh, either knows that they've got a wild side and wants to send us some pictures in, that'd be great. Or failing that and they're a good Photoshop person, take those pictures that we just shared, jazz them up into some kind of wild, funky, acid, 60s, hippie, uh, stoned moment where they came up with this. <laughs> and even if you're not... I'm on the plateau. I'm on the plateau. <laughs> I've had a moment. I'm and even if you're not a good uh, Photoshop artist, try it anyway, because at first you'll be really confident and then you might get a little bit shit and then you'll you'll dip down into the valley of despair. But just persevere and keep layering stuff on until it looks good. Yeah. This is the perfect segue back into speed dating because 
I had a rule about speed dating, right? So when I, so I mentioned Emma before, right? An awesome woman. One of the funnest, funnest women I've ever known, right? Um, so I had a good time, dated for a few years, broke up. Um, but after that, I was trying to piece myself back together. Hadn't dated for sort of four years and was never that good at it in the first place. Now I found myself around the early 30s thinking, holy cow, how do I do this? So the obvious thing was let's go speed dating. I was quite daunted by the whole idea of it. It didn't really have a wingman to go with. So I decided that I would have to go three times because if I went once and it was good, that might have been a one-off freak occurrence. (laughs) Equally, if I went once and it was shit, well, how do I know I did just not pick a bad speed dating event? Why should I write off all speed dating events simply because one was bad? I need to go to three, best of three, Whoever, Multiple if, data points. Yeah, yeah I like it. If it was good twice, it was okay. If it was bad twice. So it was weird and crazy. And so the first one was pretty boring and didn't really get any any matches. The mm. second one, again, a bit weird. Well, the weird thing about speed dating is as you get round to the sort of later tables, obviously people have had a few drinks and then they start saying things like, have you met the weird bloke with the top hat on yet? Or like, have you met... Have you sat with Sue? <laughs> Sue's like old, way up, like really up, and 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 she's got bad. Like like there's like the, the kind of the room takes on a on a on a um, a life of its own. You start mm-hmm. to hear things that before you get to them, it's like like a roller coaster. Uh, but the the second time I went, I did get matched with someone, and it. It, it went a bit weird. Turned out she was also from Maidstone. And this is where I should have realised red flags are an important thing to take note of, right? Red flags are an important thing to take note of. Not that people who work in Pizza Hut or it's anything wrong with them or whatever, but she told me how she worked in Pizza Hut. She also told me where she came from, which wasn't the best part of town, but she would like kind of move to Brighton and, and, and start a whole new life and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went out. And got very drunk on a Tuesday night and ended up basically in the walkabout. I mean, that's a classy evening if ever I heard yeah. it. So, and obviously Tuesday night wasn't very busy and we were there like, Bleh. then it's time to say goodbye. So I put her in her taxi and I said, uh, yeah, take it easy. Had a snog. Like that was fun. Off you go. So the taxi pulls away. Then the taxi stops. Then she leans out the taxi and says, why don't you come back? So, I'm like, okay. So, so I got in the taxi and I kind of made it clear to her, like, yes, this is cool, but don't think I'm coming back expecting anything. Because I kind of wanted to. Be a gentleman, set expectations. Yeah. I was also a bit scared, to be honest. So, <laughs> Oh, man, if a woman's uh, inviting you to, to go back, just enjoy your evening. No, I know, but that's where I fell short in all my dating escapades. Right. I wasn't the, uh, uh, who's the man, the, 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 Barney, Barney, um, Barney, how I met your mother, <laughs> who actually, I think is, there's a whole separate conversation. I think he's one of the most complex and well-written characters in all of sitcom history, but that's a whole different discussion for a whole other day. Who, Barney Rubble? No, not Barney Rubble. Barney from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> very, very different combinations of, of characteristics there. So no, I don't have a lot of confidence in, uh, I'm not the, like the Chiron, is it Chirano de Bergerac or whatever? I'm not like the confident <laughs> lover, you know? So we, so we go back to house. I've already put like this kind of, con, you know, set some sort of safe space. So then we get there 
And so she, so it's like late, we're already blind drunk. So she opens a bottle of wine. I was like, okay, well, yeah. I'm not even sure I like wine that much. Let alone. So no sooner have we started to drink the, drink the wine, then she kind of throws herself on me. So now we're snogging, still dressed and stuff. Mm. She's kind of dry humping me, right? And <laughs> my brain is a little bit, like, you know, in the cartoons when they get the devil and the angel and yeah. or like Ali McBeal, where she kind of imagines things or, or um, Alan Partridge, where he has those kind of flashbacks and he's dancing there in his leather pants and stuff like that. Right. So my brain does the same sort of thing. So there's one part of me going, this is a bit mad. Um, and the other part's going, shut up. This is great. Go with the flow. Right. <laughs> so next thing. So it feels like it's moving and progressing. Right. So, so, I go and I unclip her bra in the kind of magic one-handed move, right? Mm-hmm. And she freaks out. Bearing in mind, she's got her hands down my pants and stuff, right? She freaks out and starts screaming at me. like, <laughs> And then says, get out. Like literally, literally, so literally throws me. I, was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know. She goes, I don't give a fuck. Get out. <laughs> I was like, whoa mm-hmm. and I, I, lost, I lost my jacket out of it i lost like a 90 quid uh jacket out of what? it she literally it was like a one of those touch me don't touch me uh i think it was a plaid all along she just wanted your jacket <laughs> it was pale blue i actually when i think back to that jacket it was absolutely rancid but i <laughs> thought it was pretty cool at the time so maybe you could be right she maybe she wanted a, a pale blue jacket so yeah speed dating maidstone rough area pizza hut brighton Walk about, drunk, touch me, don't touch me, freak out, get out. And there I am walking home in the rain going, that was bonkers. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. <laughs> I've not had anything like that after a speed dating thing, to be honest. Most of mine have just been uh, okay, but mildly disappointing. Old time. I didn't get a single match. There were 20 women there. And I don't, like, looking around the room, I know I wasn't the worst of the options available. We'll just say that. Um, and I, I, you don't expect anything, you don't deserve anything, but I was just surprised that out of the entire room, not a single match. So, uh, yeah, I may, maybe I've just got to up my chat game. Maybe I just don't have enough words to say in the right order. No, I think you're wrong, Glenn. I, I don't think the problem <laughs> lies with you. I think the problem lies with their gone speed dating with all the wrong intentions and agenda. The idea is to meet someone, not meet a husband. True. Or not go for a sex party orgy or whatever, but out of the 20 people, surely you want to, like a quiz show, surely you want to make it through to the to the next round. The next round, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's one. not, it's, it's Just never going to put you off. Start with, pick one, at least humour the, the organiser. <laughs> I think it's not put me off. And I will definitely do it again. I've done it loads and I'll, I'll end up doing it again. Um, but there, there will come a stage where I'll think, I'm literally only going to go to this because I'm having a night out. I know that nothing's going to happen. Um, How many and that'll be? Did you get, were you boozy? No, no, no. I mean, the guy next to me, uh, he was, I don't know how much he'd had before we started, but after about five conversations, I could see him slurring. He was getting l- slower and slower to move on to the next person because he'd, <laughs> he'd not got the words out properly. Yeah, how many minutes did you get? Because that's, that, that's one four, of the, the variables. Four minutes. That was four it. minutes. There were there were about twenty people. So, and on the on the scale of sort of hotness, uh, were there any hotties there? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there were some because uh, obviously there you got you got two things. You got physical attraction, not not attraction. That's the wrong. Way. You got um, kind of physical beauty and then interesting as an individual. Yeah. Um, and so you can have loads of people who are really physically attractive, but actually are boring. Loads of people who are um, not that attractive but really interesting, and every combination of those two things. Um, so what you're obviously after the interesting, attractive people, um, and whatever you find attractive, of course. Uh, and there were definitely enough there that I was thinking, you know what, if if she said uh, yes on me, I'd definitely be uh, interested in going out and getting another drink afterwards. Yeah, the next round. It's like Takeshi's yep. Castle. You've got to get through to the next round. And it's the whole thing. A first that, that, that for me, a first date is never an actual date. A first date is your representative meeting my representative. We're both on best behaviour. We're both testing the waters, checking to make sure they're not just after my jacket, that sort of thing. That's standard, standard practice. Um, otherwise you end up losing, losing some very interesting clothing. Um, and so it's only after that you start getting to know people and getting relaxed and get into it. And that's where the fun begins. Um, people just, uh, I don't know whether they just want perfection right out of the box. Um, and if they don't get it, they're not interested. In four minutes. In four minutes, exactly. I can do a lot in four minutes. Have you got a go-to question? Have you got a, 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 a primer, a real good starter question? No, 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 no. Um, it, it varies massively depending on the person. And it has, you know, like within seconds, within fractions of a second of sitting down, whether you're going to get on enough to have an interesting conversation. And so if you haven't, then you go back onto the, the, the dry questions. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Where do you live? All that sort of shit. Um, but if, are you the lady that has snakes if you get that that instant bit of connection then it just flows the conversation just just goes and and you don't even script there's nothing in there and you just um just uh, you make end up i've with some people i've ended up making stuff up with them and like daring them to to be pretending that they're they're professional badminton players or something like that um and you just end up getting into a bit of rapport because all you're trying to do is be memorable. Not all I'm trying to do is be memorable enough for those that I'm interested in. So that afterwards, if I go up to them at the bar, they'll spend a couple of minutes talking to me at least. And we can actually gauge whether there is any sort of connection. Ah, and was this in London or Maidstone? This was Mayfair in London. Ooh. Nice really, really nice place. It was a converted church. And so we were in a wine cellar downstairs, steaming hot. But one cellar downstairs, every arch had a different thing. So one was a wine bar. One arch was a um, like craft beer. But then upstairs, as well as terraces and stuff, um, in the big kind of where the, the congregation, the choirs would have sang, that was all bars with restaurants around the outside. And upstairs was like a food hall um, all around the edges. So you'd just go there, you'd have drinks, you'd grab some food. It's the sort of place you could have just hung out for the whole day. And a beautiful stained glass window um, at one end of the room as well. It was it was a church, and they'd kept all the best bits of it. Yeah. So, kind of place where you can get steaming drunk? Probably not. Mayfair, former church, speed dating. Uh, mate, it was. Five pound a pint. That was... You, you don't get that in London almost anywhere, let alone in the West End. No, it was saying cheap. A good price. Yeah, ridiculously cheap for yeah. beer in, in London. Amazing. So you can just hang out there and just uh, drink and eat all day long. Not as cheap as Weatherspoons. <laughs> no, but that means you're in a Weatherspoons. So uh, I'd quite happily pay the extra whatever I needed to pay. We had breakfast in spoons yesterday. Uh, the kids kids were desperate to go out for breakfast. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not, I mean, to be fair, Weatherspoons is so cheap for breakfast and eggs, bacon, beans, you know, toast, coffee, 
hard to hard to mess it up you know it's standard fare you know it, it has its place um and if it wasn't for the the batshit mental views of the the owner and founder i'd ha- i'd have a greater love for it but he's just a scumbag Who the man who owns Wetherspoons? Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if you, I'm assuming you can hear me now, but yeah. I don't even have to say an alleged scumbag. In my opinion, he's a scumbag for the way he treated his staff during COVID. Um, for I, 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 that's not even taking into account his his views on Brexit and all that sort of stuff. I fundamentally disagree with most of what he does and says. Um, but they do cheap breakfast. <laughs> I, I have to agree I, he has got some challenging views uh for sure for sure but what's i gonna say as i was telling you this earlier oh we went to morrison's today morrison's is a, a uk uh, supermarket that if you go to a big enough morrison's they've got a, a cafe a, a restaurant uh somewhere you can have a hot meal attached to it so they've they've decided to jazz up not even jazz up the menu. It's the same stuff, but they've jazzed up how it's presented and served, which is absolutely farcical because it's still a supermarket calf. And so my kids didn't eat what they, what, and, and, and we had basically a meltdown. It was thoroughly disappointing because what you really want is chips, bean, sausage, not fancy chips in a yeah. tin cup and a, and a, Susan of beans and you know you just want it on a plate bosh 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 um the lasagna my boy has had morrison lasagna for for years he's like a mm-hmm. we go there after school especially after the breakup we'd, we'd like the easy kids my night done and uh so yeah the lasagna comes out today it's got cherry tomatoes and a bit of rocket salad on the on the side and he's like what's this <laughs> It's lasagna. It's like, but it's all done like you're in a in a swanky pub. It's just. It's it, not what you're there for, is it? It no. really isn't. You got to know what you're getting into, um, which is why. God, I feel like I'm going um, screen share crazy here, but I'm going to do it for a third time because yeah. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this site before, but it is one of the best sites to go on when you fancy a breakfast. It's called IFancyAFryUp.co.uk. Oh, and right rated around, is it global or just the UK? Just the, okay. No, no, probably just the UK. It, it is. So you and I live pretty much in or near Maidstone. Yep. So let's go Maidstone UK. We're going to do a search, hit the search button, just put in Maidstone and, and this will tell you where all the local, oh, I've got to zoom in there, where all the decent fry ups are, not just where they are, but then it'll also give you the chance to go in and rate them. Um, Oh, there aren't many that have been done. There's, there's, there's oh, one. I can tell you the Coxheath Cafe in Coxheath. That's mm-hmm. a good fry up, Maidstone. Um, there's one round the back of the Marks and Spencers in town. I think it's called the Rose Cafe. Mm-hmm. That's been years. That is a good fry up. Um, because that's what you need. And, and sometimes you find yourself in just a, in a strange place and you fancy a fry up, but you've got no idea where to go. And then when you do that, are they going to be proper good? Are they going to have tea in a pot or a mug? Oh, look, these ones do it as a mug. Um, uh, tomatoes, when they serve them, are they fresh or tinned? You can have oh. both for right over here. They have black pudding. Unfortunately, they do chips on it as well. So, But it gives you an idea 
of what's what. And they also, for some of them, obviously the ones in, that, that get more visited, they'll have uh, reviews and stuff like that as well. This is a perfect thing. So we now know the Oak Dean Cafe, where it is. And it's a great old-fashioned biker and truck stop cafe, well-located for Brands Hatch or Kent's Country Roads. I recommend having a look at I Fancy. A f- this is not sponsored, by the way. No, we might if you're still wearing T-shirts, you might, we might be sponsored another day. Fancyafryup.co.uk. Uh, Give it a butcher's next time you need some bacon in your mush. Nadine, our kind of uh, lady... Lady of the night, lady sharing the show with us. Now. She wants to know why we're going to these cheap places. Well, I think that's just what blokes do, isn't it? We just like calves, sit down, get the paper, get the bet, get the get the betting. Back in the day, we'd go and get the betting slips and sit and have a calf, and that really was back in the day. Well, it's it's weird. I, I find if you find a really good calf, um, quantity and quality rarely go hand in hand. Uh, and so you'll find that you might have really nice sausages where they could name the bloody pig that it was. And um, you, they can tell you which way the field that the potatoes grew in was pointed. I don't give a shit about any of that. But then they'll give you like, one tiny little tomato, a little chipolata, one streaky bacon bit and a little quail's egg and cost you 20 quid. No. no. Yeah. I, I, there is, and yeah. I love fine dining. And you. I think I've shared with you some of my fry ups. I it's an art form, but you, sometimes you just need a lot of it to soak up whatever was in there from the night before. Yeah, it's got to be a plate of food, a whole plate of food. Whole plate of food. Uh, 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 the worst people for that, the shittest place to go and eat. I have no idea how this chain is still exists, and I think they are pretty much are closing after lockdown. Frankie and Benny's. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not they're not Atrocious food. A, it's but a charade, a charade, uh, a mockery, an absolute <laughs> crime against chefs around the world. I'll tell you what, if you know, I'd like to actually do, you know, bottomless brunches where you turn up to somewhere and they say, right, you've got two hours and here's the menu. You can have as much of There's a place called, I think it's like wings or something like that, where you basically have as many chicken wings as you want and free champagne or, or, or whatever it is for, for the time you're there. And you stay there. They're called a bottomless brunch. If someone was to say fry up bottomless brunch and X amount of booze as well, I'll be there tomorrow. That's I Dubai. Don't, isn't, isn't that a big thing in Dubai? Is the, well, is the it's in London. Dubai, There's some great places in London. I, I think I think we need to we need to go out on a, a bit of a recce and find the best bottomless brunch in I, London. I can tell you pretty much the best brunch I've had, both in food and location. And this is a good tip for anyone visiting Chicago if they still do it. It's a bit fast for eggs Benedict, isn't it? I know, but they do a all you can eat brunch up the John Hancock and like the top floor is the top floor is like the whatever the 150th floor or something it's like the ninth tallest building in the world which when you're mm-hmm. in the realms of tallest buildings that's good enough right plus it's on the lakefront so it's pretty epic um and uh yeah so then the then the flipping restaurant is one floor down it costs mm-hmm. about 25 bucks to go to the to the top floor we'll go one floor down and get the 40 bucks breakfast brunch thing absolutely yeah. epic absolutely brilliant that's definitely one of the best brunches i've had sounds awesome i would happily give that a go but like i say you you pick up the travel i'll pick up the brunch 
Okay, so we needed a business deal. Okay, well, I do have a plan for Team Superdad. Is one of the visions for Team Superdad was always because I got my family in Chicago was to create a reason to be in Chicago slash Florida on a more regular basis on business. Mm-hmm. So Team Superdad and the Hero Academy and the Firewalking events is the perfect platform to have, you know, weekend events, have retreats, have have community meetups mastermind meetings in chicago so um obviously as one of the uh, presenters uh, senior executive members of the team, <laughs> team glenn uh, that you're you're in you're in on that so uh, in fact let's book out by the way the hang the ro- the restaurant rotates on a, on a circle thing uh, let's book out and have our have our do the brunch there okay you heard it here first we are going to the to the John Hancock for, for dinner. <laughs> Dean wants to know why we do this on a Monday night. <laughs> I've done right like you, Dean. Dean. I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. Um, and you never know it. You never know what, what the next week's going to bring. But um, we do it on Monday just so we can wrap up the, the weekend just gone and uh, to, to hang out. And, and guys, we don't get a chance always to just to hang out with other people in the pub anymore. You know, this is, this is the modern day and age. And sometimes it's nice just to, to chat, connect and uh, shoot the breeze and make sure everyone feels slightly less alone. But absolutely. Yeah. I, that, I, that actually, Glenn, just to hit the nail on the head there, when in some of my darkest days, uh, pre-breakup, after breakup, and this isn't about single dads, dads breakup. It is about families. It's about men creating the relationships that work. It's about being the kind of guy that our partner is in love with and, and being the kind of guy that's having as much fun and enjoying life as, as, as possible. So, it, but in those dark times, this is for you, Unadine, I'm talking to Unadine. Uh, in those dark times, I got into listening to podcasts massively. And some of the funnier ones really were what kept me insane like the conversations the chit chat especially after uh broke up and uh, first moved into into our home this place I'm, I'm recording from now um those nights when it was just me were flipping empty and so there was a variety of podcasts i discovered where it was literally like having a bunch of mates there with me and kept me sane so that's part of what this is that's part of what this is and mostly, though, we do it so that people like Nadine will get in touch and uh, share their views with the world. So uh, you've you've basically made our week. Yeah. Certainly made mine anyway. Uh, but bef- we haven't talked about our weekends, by the way. Did you have a good weekend, Glenn? Yeah, it was none too shabby. Oh, um, this, the dating was this weekend. The speed dating it was. was yeah, yeah. So uh, when I went around a friend's house for dinner on Friday. No, they, she came around mine to, uh, to mine for dinner on Friday. Um, and then... Yeah, went out speed dating on Saturday and then just chilling out on, on Sunday. It was pretty much a, a, a crack draft, first draft of da- Craig David's uh, work. Um, then we did, a, did, did, did my blood giving today. I don't know what number I'm up to now. But if you don't give blood, do. If there's no reason for you not to, and if it's just because you're scared of needles, then I will come around and find you and, uh, and slap you because everyone needs to give blood. I'm embarrassed to say, and it's not like I'm horribly embarrassed. I've done it once. Why would I'm you go once? Why would you go once? Go exactly. never. Once you've done it, you've done I'll it. You, you've proven I'll you can go. do it. Why go do once? again? Why go once? You can, you, a- you can book it online these days. If you like that sort of thing, there's even an app. It's so easy. You book it, you turn up. And for, because of COVID, I'll tell you what, the last few times I've done it because of COVID, 
it's none like the old days where there was delay after delay after delay. Bosh, you're in there. Bosh, they see you. Um, and yes, they ask you questions about why uh, have you had sex with anyone? I have to say no because I'm fucking single. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then they uh, needle in, needle out, no chit chat, bang, gone, done. It's easy and quick, and you help save someone's life. Well, that's What's the reason I love? first gave blood. The reason I and the only reason I give them blood. So I, I I declare, I declare on the podcast tonight that I will book in and go and give blood uh, this month or the, you know in the next thirty days I will go and give blood. Uh, I wanted to do it for the bone marrow thing. Mm-hmm. There are people dying because they can't find a bone marrow match. And if if we were all mm-hmm. logged into the system, most of these people would not die because it would be obvious who their match was. And we would be able to go and give some bone marrow and, and save people. Is that, is that low? That's uh, what, what's what any bone marrow transplant for? Is it like leukemia? Yes. leukemia yeah. Yeah. And, and kids have leukemia, right? We can save flipping kids as well. Exactly. Every single person watching this, listening to this that are around you today, it's such a simple thing to do. And, and can you, and you don't get to say where your blood goes, but realistically, could you honestly sit there with a loved one, dying in pain there's a car accident there's cancer there's childbirth complications all these things that could happen and you've got no control over it knowing that you have done nothing to contribute and make their lives better to help save someone's lives when you could do it in 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 a lunch break it's just it it blows my mind so um, yeah yeah i'm, I'm a donor i'm glad in the uk now it's donate you know organ donor by default i mm. i that was always a bit weird to me. Like, why would you need your eyes? Like, why would you? Why? Yeah. Oh, no, that'd be weird. What do you mean, do you mean that'd be weird? You're fucking dead. You're dead. Like, even if you're religious, and I dare say there's some religions that, like, kind of it's written down somewhere that you need your eyes or whatever. But mm. the rest of us, even, like, the spiritual essence of us, our soul, because I'm, I'm pretty much along that, that line that we're yes. just spirit being happening to live in this body for a while and uh but clearly i don't need my eyes or my nope. heart nope i'm flipping bowels balls and toes what whatever they want to top and give to someone else then go for it <laughs> what a gift you can give can you imagine how how much of a difference that's going to change someone's life it's literally going to save it or improve it there's there's no two ways about it um, heart. So yeah. I, I was on the radio the last few weeks ago there was someone they'd uh, and oh, I was, oh no, I was listening to a, a, a book actually, one of my audio books. They were saying they they must have been the heart. They'd done a heart transplant, and the woman who got the heart, the person whose heart it was, had been murdered, and she started having having these dreams about <laughs> about it. That's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. Okay. And they yeah, went okay, to the no. police, and they did they did this thing, and and they caught the person, and. Mm-hmm. That sounds okay. like bollocks. That sounds like bollocks, doesn't it? it absolute one hundred percent, utter complete bollocks. <laughs> Otherwise, the people who get my blood, they're going to have some fucking weird memories. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe that's why I have weird dreams. I need to talk to my dad. I haven't got a big speech <laughs> down my chest. That's actually that's a good, a good, uh, good evidence. It, so, Nadine, we've already said you're coming on next time. Can I be the guest bird next time? Yeah, you're coming on. Um, on the subject of guest birds, right? I did a, you know, we normally or have done in the past our hot in the nineties uh, feature, right? We've done it. We've done it from time to time. Done it from time to time. Too, so, so I've they've been showing um, American Pie uh, on, uh, oh, on, one, of, classic, on one of the on one of the TV. The advert keeps coming up, right? Mm. So I I searched for I put into the Google MILF, right? Thinking mm. 
mum I'd like to fuck, right? So uh, was was there I thought a, that was a pretty safe term. I thought no. Mill was was um no, all it did was bring up porn sites. Yep. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They coined that term and now it's absolutely any woman who's over the age of about twenty-five is classed as a MILF. If you can look like you're younger, then they go for some disgusting teen thing, apparently. Um, the internet's all messed up. Back in the day, you could put boobs into Google and you get loads of pictures of boobs. Like, <laughs> simple stuff. Simple, simple, good, honest, you know, C-list porn, right? Just boobs. Just put in boobs. Yeah. So you can't do that anymore. But Google won't show you boobs, right? right. Um, but, but you put in MILF. And there's like a whole long list of, of porn sites. Porn sites are, are rotten. <laughs> the, the things you can see on a porn site are absolutely wrong. Back in and the day. And you've spent, you, you've been trying to get through it all to make sure that you can, you've done your research. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I can't talk about something unless I've done a good level of detailed research. <laughs> I'm a serious broadcaster, right? But yeah, back in the day, you know, a, 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 you know, a nervous, you know, stretched out arm, top shelf, club, razzle, you know, centre spread, readers' letters, happy days. That's about as 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 wrong as it got, right? Basically, but not now. I I'll, tell you, the, the, I don't the think one a thing parent be that bothered about catching their lad uh, with a copy of Razzle stuffed under his mattress, right? That's never, kind of never going to happen. So it's, it's all hidden away on Kindles or something like that. I'm sure. Um, yeah, but the wrong. thing, the thing, the thing about American Pie that gets me. The thing that that freaks me out and makes me feel ancient. The original MILF, Stifler's mum, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. How old was she in that movie? She had to be 50, I reckon. 37. What? She's now 57 years old. Or 57, no, she was 39, 39, sorry. 39 years old. To be fair, I don't think I have questioned yet. I just presumed she... <laughs> it's it's mental because again i was so this film came out in 99 so i was 18 going on 19 then and of course i was the same age as the kids or the actors anyway but um roughly the same age as the kids in it so i identified as uh, as one of those and so always saw stifler's mum as really old yes she's not really old, her, like she's she, old but she's not she was 39 years old that's younger than me. That's a year younger than me. Yeah. It blew my tiny little mind when I discovered that fact. I, 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 I kind of wish I could take it out of it, my head now and forget about it. It's such a good movie. It's absolute gold. Absolute gold. Still, still holds its own. If you, if you, if you watch it back, it's a classic, classic movie. Although now I think uh, I identify more with Eugene Levy than anyone else. Eugene, the dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's who you identify now. I think well, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but you know what? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm, I, I'm closer to him than I am to anyone else. Well, no, listen, before before we start to to, to wrap up the wrap up, uh, and I think I want to talk about this over the next couple of weeks because my boy's going to school. I think I, I want to sit down and have a chat with him. Not necessarily birds and bees, but I want to run him through a list of like words and phrases just so he doesn't, like I want to tell him every 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 what it called it what's the word like every euphemism every every euphemism. possible slang term euphemism for for a cock. No, see, no, but, cock, song, tinkle, but that's, that's, that's part of the thing grip. about 
growing up is he's gonna he's gonna so, learn these phrases. Oh, chat! <laughs> he's gonna discover them, and there'll be a whole bunch of them that you won't understand because these will be modern things. And, and and but the whole point is is they discover it as an age group, and they all come up with these terms, and they all do it at the same pace. Um, oh, otherwise, okay, so I'm gonna ruin the. Oh no! But then I don't want him like. Like what's a cunt, you know? Like, 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 but that's part of growing up for him. <laughs> then he has to go to Google. So, that, so, I, so I'm, so I'm not helping him with the writer passage. I'm, well, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm re- putting the drawbridge back. Or something. I'm, I'm ruining. I mean, it. I'm not saying I'm right. As it's just my 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 personal yeah. opinion as a dad is there's some things where you do want to make sure. So you want to make sure before they go to secondary school, they know there's no such thing as Father Christmas. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but you want there's things about childhood that you want them to to kind of make sure they're prepared. So they're not going to get the piss ripped out of them. But there's other yeah. things they have to discover as part of their friendship group, and they have to have those conversations themselves. Oh, blowjob. What about blowjob? Uh, I don't I think he needs. He's to... wondering what that was. I thought it was something that blowed. I, I didn't. I didn't. But I, went have... all, I went to an all boys school. And then another all boys school, right? So, uh, and, so you and knew my, all about blowjobs. My dad's my dad's attitude to the you know, to those talks was he goes, my dad never told me nothing. I'm not telling <laughs> you nothing. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing. There, there's, there's a balancing act. There is, and I think he will be more open with you. And he might he'll he will say, Dad, look, I've heard what 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 does this mean? And he might have that because you've got an, an, a much stronger, tighter relationship than it sounds like you had with your dad. Yeah. Um, but. It's that 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 pace of things and that that collegiate spirit. Um, otherwise, you take that away because I'm pretty sure his friends won't be having those conversations with their parents, and so it, it speeds things up for one person, but the rest of them are left behind, and yeah, it creates a, a, a disparity. So, okay, my so personal I could, opinion, I, I could inadvertently become Eugene. Pretty much for me, it, it's all about answering the questions and making sure they feel they can ask anything, but not forcing that knowledge upon them. Okay. Okay. Now that's good. That's wisdom there, Glenn, because you have got a couple of kids older than me. That's, 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 that's good. Okay. So we are making sure that they know a bit like the wizard of Oz. They know we're up there. We're mm. ready. You can come and ask a question when you want. Um, but until that point, you've just got to walk the path yourself. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's that, that way they'll walk it at their own pace and, and carry their own knowledge. <laughs> Nadine. I got. I love you, Nadine. Nadine says she's actually married. She's dropped in here. She's got a husband, but she does have uh, uh, some friends. She says here, keep away from the PE teacher. <laughs> uh, that is that is true in so many respects. <laughs> the PE teacher. Well, yeah. Depend also indicating the length of their shorts will t- give you a gauge of what kind of PE teacher they are <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did um, you ever know a PE teacher who wasn't sadistic? Um, oh, we had, I had some golden PE teachers. Um, I, I quite like the yeah the, the, the ones that were nasty. Like like you know if you didn't play well, they'd make you do laps till you cried. Sort of, you know, <laughs> that, that, I think that's character building. Um, hey, it's the same approach with my sex life. <laughs> well, obviously, for our regular listeners, you know that I went five. Five and a half years dry after uh, after my uh, separation, but 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 now uh, making up for lost time for sure. Um, Good man. 
on that note, it sounds like you better uh, we better we better wrap up so you can uh, blow some sweet sweet nothings in your your uh, your other half's direction. Yes, all the way over in in, uh, in Ashford. Um, we'll be back next week. The wrap up. Uh, it's it's our fiftieth episode coming up. If you've got any suggestions, thoughts, ideas, uh, <laughs> the dean's giving me the horn over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Naked showers after swimming. Oh, the PE teacher. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Nadine. I was off on a different tangent there. As, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that sleeping dog line over there. Um, uh, the next episode of the wrap up will be the fiftieth show. The fiftieth wrap up. It, it's, it, was, it is due on bank holiday. Although Glenn's got his mum uh, down for the weekend. In I, in my mind, I was thinking of that episode of Only Fools and Horses where they go on the uh, on the day trip to Margate um, <laughs> on the Beano. Uh, I was kind of imagining Glenn and I absolutely sunburnt and. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that will not happen, my friend. Doing the outside broadcast because we got the equipment. We can do an outside broadcast. Um, if you bring both your microphones. And the stands. And we'd have to have either someone's Wi-Fi that they were letting us hook onto or uh, or tether my phone with enough juice. But um we'll work on that. So you might see us for a bank holiday special, 50th episode bank holiday special. Um, or uh, or you won't. But so <laughs> whatever happens, uh, the 50th episode of the wrap up is coming next. So um, let us know your highlights. If you've had a magic moment from any of the last 50th episodes, if you're a real nutter, um, you can go back and listen to all 50 episodes and tell us which was your favourite. I think we'll offer a prize for that. Then, if, um, if <laughs> if someone can summarise the last 50 episodes, I'll give them a 50 pound Amazon voucher. How about that? A pound an episode. That is, that is good. That's impressive. That's good value. Yeah, that's good value. That's commitment on both sides, both from me and, and on their part. Um, I didn't tell you about my, uh, my day trip to Brighton yesterday, the sun on the beach. Um, where else have I been up to this week? Yeah, it's been hard, been summer holidays. I've been juggling summer clubs and and things like that. But, Mm. uh, suffice to say the sun did bloody come out. We did have a laugh on the beach. Um, and I'll tell you more about that, uh, about that next week. Looking forward to it already. Nice one. Glenn, great to have you on board. Likewise, lovely to be here, Johnny. Love to see you too. Yeah. And uh, to all the listeners, to all the viewers, if you're watching, give this a like, a share, uh, spin this around the world with other dads and women, Nadine, uh, that you know, and, uh, and we'll look forward to having you back on the live. And if you are listening to the podcast, then be sure to subscribe, leave us a review over at Apple. And, uh, and if you've heard anyone on a podcast that you think would be good for the more serious team super dad episodes, then uh, just ping me a email message, carry a pigeon uh, and we'll get them on. If there's a subject you want us to cover, same thing, let me know and I'll make sure that gets covered. I'm putting in a request for uh, jet from the gladiators. Can you get her on please? Probably. She's a psychologist. Good man. Yes, she is. She is. I'll, uh, I'll spin her a letter. We'll get that happening. Uh, Team superdad.com forward slash group. And you can come and get involved. Uh, in two weeks' time, starting Monday the 6th, I've got a five-day challenge. I'm running the Happy Dad Challenge again, uh, which is going to be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you can pre-register for that over at teamsuperdad.com forward slash Happy Dad Challenge. And apart from that, just come and get involved. Soak it all up, and uh, it would be great to have you on board, helping you create the life you desire and getting out of the life you feel stuck in. I'll see you next week. Team Superdad out. Bye. 
This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.